Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, my friends, here we go. At it here at the end of the week. Hard to believe. Time flies. I mean, we are in the last month of the first quarter of 2022. It flies until you start thinking about politics and you think about all the destructive things Biden's done in a mere, what is it now, uh, 13 and maybe a half, 13 and a half months. Gosh, it seems like 13 and a half years. But email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com where um, you can send your questions, feedback, opinion, adoration, and praise is also accepted there. Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. And, you know, I was, um, well, there, there's some things we'll, we'll get into as, I guess, as the program comes together today. But gas is now. In one American city, I saw this on Fox Business, I believe. Fox Business gas is now at five dollars in one particular U.S. city. I will. I'm not saying the name of it because I wanted to give you a chance to guess which city that is. Again, this was published yesterday. FoxBusiness.com headline: Oil surge has gas breach. $5 a gallon in first U.S. city. Subtitle here is the average price for a gallon of gasoline in the U.S. is $3.72.8 for those of you keeping that level of track on this. But the city, now that I've given you time to take your guess, is none other than the city um, of San Francisco, which is, of course, very conveniently... <laughs> Located in the People's Republic of California, San Francisco, uh, San Francisco has become the first city in the U.S. to breach an average five dollars a gallon. Now, as I as I say those words to you, as I say those words to you, I have a question: Do you blame? Do you blame the current president for this? Now, I want to pause for a moment here, and I want to say that the answer to that question. The answer to the question as to who gets blame for any particular thing that happens while they're in the White House depends upon, obviously, it's not, the president is not responsible for everything, no matter who, and I want people who are on the left to take note of this, um, because what typically happens with leftists is that when Biden, when, when Trump's in office, he's blamed for everything, right, when Obama was in office, and when now Biden is off in office, they're not responsible for anything, unless it's good. Still, I, I'm still amazed at how how many people how many people thought Obama came into the White House in 2009, January of 2009. Nothing worked for eight years. It didn't. I mean, the the economy. Remember, we were talk, talk told about a new normal and all this stuff. GDP at under two percent. This is just just what it's going to be. It's the new normal. We got to come to grips with this. This is just the way it is. It's not Obama's fault. It can't be. 
Obama's fault for a myriad of reasons. And one of those, of course, is that he had a great jump shot, which um, seemed to be all the media wanted to talk about or how um, you know some of his, his speeches and people feigning in the audience and that sort of thing. It certainly wasn't certainly wasn't a movement that led this nation back towards freedom, liberty, the Constitution. That's not at all what that administration was was about. Um, but Obama was, was not blamed for anything. In fact, he went a whole eight years with, I don't think, being responsible for anything until Trump came into office and did the exact opposite, literally the exact opposite of what Obama did. It unleashed the American economy. And almost immediately, actually, you can go back and look at Election Day in 2016, and you can begin to see the the business community, the free market, begin to respond favorably because they knew suddenly we have a we have an ally in um, in the White House. We don't have someone there who is interested in keeping its boot on the throat of American businesses. We have someone who wants to see businesses actually thrive. And suddenly Obama was responsible when good things happened, when Trump did the exact opposite of what Obama did. It, no one, it, it amazes me the, the lack of critical thinking and just objectivity, folks, right? Just, just a little bit of objectivity. It has gotten so bad. I literally, at, the day after the State of the Union, which would have been what, Wednesday, I guess, um, I was scrolling through Twitter because some things trend on Twitter, and I'm sometimes curious as to what they mean. Um, and I went and looked, and people were upset at, I want to say CNN. It could be wrong. I'm talking about liberals. Liberals upset at CNN because they had one person on there who was critical of something Obama said, or excuse me, Biden said, or what have you. They were critical. And these folks, these. <laughs> I mean, you're truly a snowflake if you can't even listen to any criticism of your guy. And there were tweets back and forth about where do you watch your news? And, of course, the resounding feedback that this liberal got from other radical leftists was none other than MSNBC, which, of course, she knew that that was – or he knew or whatever. That was right right at home. They, they tuned in. They took the advice of those in the Twitterverse and suddenly – all things were were good again. So there is that that element, and and it happens candidly, I think, on on both sides, um, amongst people who voted for both Trump or or Biden. But context matters, right? There are things that happen when a president is in the White House that have nothing to do with what he has done as president. There are things that can be directly tied to actions taken by the president of the United States. The same is true for things that can be tied directly to the actions of Congress or the lack of actions of Congress or something the Supreme Court did, what have you. There are some things that can be tied to an administration and some things that cannot be. Some things um, may, may have happened but it's not a matter of causation. It's just that they happened to have happened anyway. So that is important. But when you look at what this president, Biden, has done, Biden, first and foremost, Biden, first and foremost, is 
very cozy with the environmentalists, and the environmentalists are on the polar opposite end of the spectrum of oil and gas. And so people who are in the business of exploring for oil and refining, in fact, where we are today, which is uh, Carlsbad, New Mexico, I got to tell you that the drive from San Antonio to here, um, we went through a lot of, well, a lot of really rural and remote areas. And then there's a stretch, and I forget the highway, but there's a stretch between Carlsbad and I think it was a city. I can't think of the name offhand, but there's a city in in western Texas. And between those those towns, these two towns, you drive up the, the highway, and there are all sorts of operations where people are extracting oil from the ground, getting it, you know, transporting it to to refineries, getting that, of course, to uh, stations and so forth, which ultimately ends up, um, hopefully, in our vehicles. Biden and the radical left are enemies. They are ideological enemies to those those folks. In fact, you can go back, and I know it's not Biden on record, although I wonder if there's evidence, tape of Biden somewhere in some meeting, secret meeting, where they asked folks to turn off their cell phones or what have you, or when Biden started to, he might have asked them to turn off their uh, beta recorder or something. But anyway, they there, there's audio, maybe even video, but I think it's just audio of Obama wishing for, telling his audience that we need, and I want to say it was $8 gas. I, I can't remember. This has been years ago. This has been years ago. But that's, the people in oil and gas know that about presidents like Biden and Obama. And so when they come into office, when they come into office and you know, the price of oil for tomorrow, I mean oil of course it, it it's traded on a, you know, um, traded in the market so it can fluctuate up and down and there's a myriad of factors that are involved in that. Um but a lot of times these folks are looking at what oil and gas will be down the road because they can they've already kind of factored in what they think is going to happen in the in the immediate term. And so when they start thinking about some of the things this administration has done, be it the Keystone pipeline, uh, be it their position on uh, drilling and the the concerns and so forth that folks have on that regarding permits and costs and you know all those sorts of things. Remember when Trump's, Trump left office, the United States of America was a net exporter of oil, and now we are importing it. In fact, we're buying lots and lots of barrels from Russia, which, by the way, Jen Psaki was asked yesterday by a reporter if the U.S. was helping to fund war efforts you know the Russian war efforts against Ukraine by buying all of this oil, which of course seems like a a fair question. You know how do we get into this position? I that's another discussion for another another day probably. But you look at this and you think the idea, the idea that you have a president who is not does not look favorably upon oil, a president who 
um, doesn't encourage, you know, he had to say in a speech the other night he was a capitalist. And, and folks, true capitalists listen to that, and I think they rolled their eyes. I think they kind of chuckled to themselves. You don't have to articulate, you shouldn't have to articulate to the American people that you're a capitalist. What would have transpired to make Biden think it was necessary to tell the American people he was a capitalist? I mean, is it not just what people have seen him do and explain to the American people? And so while not every bump in price increase or whatever can be blamed on a president for, say, the price of oil, there are certainly instances that we can point to behavior, we can point to policy, we can point to who they are aligned with ideologically, who they're taking funds from, who they are in bed with politically, so to speak. And you look at Biden, the radical left, and environmental wackos. These are folks who are joined at the hip. And so there's that immediate pressure. Then you look at factors, as just the factors of how radical leftist policy, which is now being enacted and embraced in large part by today's Democrat Party and by extension, the United States of America, insofar as Joe Manchin doesn't stand up and oppose it, or maybe... Kirsten Cinema, but um, this destruction of the economy, this force, you know, the forces that have been uh, sometimes created and at least encouraged by bad policy and bad ideas and bad economics, all this stuff goes into this, this, you know, kind of a mixing pot of, of just varying factors that are happening against the economy at large and then specifically the oil industry. And, you know, there there are certainly ways that we can tie, we can tie what is happening to gasoline to, to this administration. And I don't want to say every penny, but what if I told you, what if I told you, I know people think, oh, oil and gas companies, I'm not here to defend them. I'm just pointing something out. What if I told you that state and federal governments make more money off of a gallon of gas than the oil companies do. What do you think about that? I mean, can we call it, they call it evil big oil. Can we call it evil big government? I think absolutely we can. But the point here is when you look at $5 a gallon, is it coming to a city near you? Is it coming to your city? If you're in San Francisco, the answer is yes. If you're in other cities in this country, it's moving the needle upward, right? I mean, we've seen three. We, it's approaching four dollars. I mean, what I say the average was three seventy two point eight. I think in my, I think I saw back in our area, it was three. I want to say three eighty nine. I can't definitely say that, but I think that's what I had heard earlier. Three seventy nine yesterday, three eighty nine today, and you compare and contrast all of this conversation with. A tweet, which I want to talk about next segment. Remember, because the left is the f- defending Biden. No, no, no. This is not. This has nothing to do with Biden. This has to do with other factors. And some of those things are true. There are other factors. We've got OPEC, but then you think, why does OPEC feel uh, the need to not listen, to not <laughs> to to help drive the price up, and to not uh, feel any consequence in? driving up the price of, of living 
on the American consumer and folks around the world, a strong American president could deter that. And that, by the way, is what Trump was doing. Like him or hate him, be bothered by the tw uh, tweets, what have you. That's what Trump was, was doing. This stuff is undeniable. If you look back, it was undeniable at the time, but if you look back and compare and contrast, it should be obvious for anybody who wants to, to see. But when we get back from the break, I just want to remind you when the left says, oh, this isn't has nothing to do with Biden. Again, I'm not blaming every penny on him, but I am saying to act like he has no negative impact on oil, on the price of gasoline, is not being objective here. Con contrast that with what Trump was doing. Contrast that with the fact, again, that we were a, next, uh, a net exporter of oil in the Trump years, the latter Trump years, once he turned that around. And it's obvious. It's obvious that ideology, worldview, whether or not these guys are capitalists or something else, how cozy they are with the environmentalists, that in and of itself puts think, uh, creates different thinking for the same companies, the same shareholders, the same boards of directors, the same CEOs of these big oil companies. When you have someone who seems to be reasonable and fair to an oil company versus someone who um, wants to put you out of business. His party is on record in multiple places talking about how terrible big oil is. And I got some thoughts about that too with something that we encountered even here yet today at Carlsbad Caverns. Carlsbad Caverns National Park, if you've never been there and you can get out, absolutely astonishing. I might share some things about that trip later in the program today. But again, we're talking gas prices. This is Biden's economy. He owns this. He can't be blamed for every cent of oil. Uh, it's every cent that you're paying at the pump. But to act as though there is no correlation between these things is truly not looking at facts objectively. So, quick timeout. I'm going to remind you that the left thinks Biden control, uh, controls, controls oil prices. That's a tongue twister there. Controls oil prices. Um, and I'm going to remind you of something that happened just a few months ago. So I was reminded of it today. I want to pass it on to you. Quick time out, though. Long in this segment, you're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. By the way, this program is brought to you in part by iCellHealth.com. Eric Wilson and his team at iCellHealth. If you are looking, if you're looking for a private health insurance policy, if you're looking for maybe adding health insurance as a benefit to your employees, maybe you're in HR at a company, maybe you are the, the president, owner of a company, and you're just growing through these, these phases and you think this is something I would like to do or at least look into, why not reach out to... Eric, Eric at iCellHealth, email, or excuse me, website, iCellHealth.com, iCellHealth.com, phone number 815-372-1363. Folks virtually can help anyone in this vast fruited plain across the United States of America. doesn't matter um, pretty much anywhere. There might be a couple of, of exceptions, but um, the chances are good that Eric can help you here in this country 815-372-1363. So 
let's go back to this this issue of who why is Biden responsible in the minds of the left for driving down the cost of ga- the cost of gasoline at the pump by by 2 cents the price of gasoline at the pump 2 cents do you remember this i have to tell you i don't think forgot is the right word but you know sometimes we are we're inundated with so many things that we're watching happen uh, before our very eyes but do you remember when the price of gasoline at the pump dropped a couple of cents and there was a tweet a tweet that went out by the DCC here it is this is I saw this at Fox yesterday Fox actually this is Fox business too flashback DCCC's panned gas prices tweet looking worse as prices skyrocket due to Russia Ukraine war and the tweet was the DCC the DCCC how about that the DCCC has this little graph that they tweeted out. This was in December, December 2nd of 2021. U.S. regular all formulations gas price. It's it's a little chart here. And it shows that the price has dropped. Literally, it was two or three cents. I think it might have even just been two cents. (laughs) And the tweet says, thanks, Joe Biden. Which even at the time... I remember I remember other commentators and I remember thinking the same thing. You've got to be kidding me. How bad do things have to be going? How how small must your expectations of a president be to where you feel the need to celebrate when gas prices drop two cents? Two cents a gallon. What in the world is going on? And, of course, it should be noted, and i got to look at the chart here again, that at the time that that was tweeted, at the time that that was tweeted here, the price of gasoline at the pump, according to that uh, to that tweet, which I just hit the wrong button on, the, according to that tweet, the price of gasoline at the time was just under – it had gone from 340 a couple weeks prior down to – Three dollars and thirty-eight cents. I, you talk about aloof. You talk about not having any connection to the average American per uh, American. That is one. That is one half of a percent decrease. And the DCCC wants to celebrate that. It was stupid at the time. It's even stupider now. But keep in mind. The price is now, the average price I just quoted to you is almost $3.73. And people expect it to go up. Again, in part because of now what's happening in Ukraine, but also in part because of some of the things I had alluded to or stated last segment. Again, when there is someone in the White House who is not friendly towards free markets in general, who is not someone look i'm not talking i'm not talking about someone who's owned by big oil who's you know taken all this money and who doesn't you know oppose anything that they want to see passed or signed into law or what have you i'm not talking about that i'm just talking about someone who is just a true capitalist who doesn't have to tell us he's a capitalist when that person's in office 
as it was with Donald J. Trump. The oil business, the oil industry, is responds differently. There's much less, I don't know, stress, uncertainty. It got to the point during Obama's years where businesses were holding on to large amounts of cash. I remember they were getting scolded. And the response, I don't know that people came out and said this, but the response was, hey, man, we don't know what the heck you're going to do to us next. We don't know what regulation, what requirement you're going to put on us. So you'll forgive us if we're hanging on to cash a little bit more because, candidly, we're afraid to invest in our business. We want cash on hand because we don't know what you're going to require of us next. You don't, we don't know where you're going to press the boot down on the throats of the American business owner is going to be next. Like we don't, we don't know what's going to trigger that next bit of pressure you're going to put on, on businesses or specifically oil. And so to act like that has no impact and I'll grant that not everything, there, there are other things that are outside of all presidents control that go into the price of price of gas. But there are certainly things that they can make better or worse. And this president, with the things he can control, right, control the controllables, the things he's controlled that he's actually in control of, which, by the way, are not the level of the oceans in 100 years, not the weather in 50 to 100 years. It's actually things like, I don't know, um, the way that you address a potential crisis from an adversary when you tell him that there's a minor incursion or a major incursion. there's We're going to look at those two things differently as Russia prepares to possibly, at the time, possibly invade Ukraine. And, of course, now we know that they did. You know, things like the way that you withdraw troops from Afghanistan. Things, I mean, just the dumpster fire, the way that you handle the border crisis, uh, the way that... Literally, everything that you've touched has just gone to hell, pretty much. The administration is a dumpster fire. Nothing is going right. Democrats are abandoning Biden left and right. No one wants Biden to campaign for him. right? This, this is, these are the things he can control. There's some things he can't control, and I don't think he should be blamed for that. But for the things he should be blamed for, we should be comfortable pointing out what we believe is is accurate and fair. And again, the ideology, the worldview, the way that private business is viewed from the radical left, the way that capitalism is viewed from the radical left. And then, of course, some of these decisions that he's you know, shut down pipelines to act like that has no bearing on the price of gas or on oil companies is – Really, really beyond naive. So one more thing about this, and I'll do it on the other side of the break. So I want to go through what, according to California, this is on California's website. California, I don't know which department. I'll share that when we get back. But it breaks down the, where the, you know, you're paying X number of dollars at the pump. Where does that money go? Well, California tracks that, and I'm going to share that with you because everyone thinks it just goes straight to the pocket a big oil, and I'm not here to defend big oil or to attack big oil. I'm just here to tell you that that isn't the truth. So sit tight, my friends, back here in just a minute. So the common narrative right now is what we're paying at the pump, uh, pump is 
either all because, and not just the pump. Remember, they they did this to us already. They blamed inflation, CBS News. Last week, a week ago today, I remember talking about this with you because the day before, I said I would not be surprised if they tried to get away with this and blame inflation on Ukraine. And they did. Literally that day, they had uh, they did that. And so they're happy to look well, – again, we're in a midterm election year. They just did a State of the Union address where they went to great lengths to make it look like we are – you know, COVID is behind us. But yet, yet then again, today, or I should say yesterday, the Senate did not vote to end the state of emergency for COVID. But now you don't need masks in certain places. Good Good luck figuring any of this out, the logic and the consistency of all this, which, of course, we could go back from day one and, and say that um, about the issue of of COVID. So, the, But the narrative on, on gas prices is it's big oil's fault, it's Russia's fault for attacking Ukraine, and it is not Biden's fault. It's got to be someone else's fault. Biden's over there trying desperately to help help you make ends meet. In fact, he said... In his State of the Union address, he said in his State of the Union address that what his plan was not to lower wages as though – the way these folks look at economics is is quite a sight. Again, when you lived your life in politics, you have no idea how a free market works. But nonetheless, these are the jokers we have to contend with and deal with. Uh, but Biden's plan is just to say, hey, if we think we're going to drive costs down, we're just going to magically drive costs down. If you're a business owner, just quit paying as much to produce things. Just make it less. Don't pay your employees any less. Just make it less. And what on what grounds do you make it less? Just by wishful thinking. Just by saying, I think we shouldn't be paying that much for this particular product or this particular part of you know, what goes into the, the product or service we deliver to our customers. If you're a business owner, we're not, it's just not right. So we're just going to magically declare that it's going to cost less. This is Biden's economic plan. Wishful thinking is what that is. Naive wishful thinking is what that is. So everybody's at fault except him. But the one group that they never blame, but who is who is actually responsible for a large part of what it costs at the pump. Now I'm not I'm not, by the way, ignoring or rejecting the idea that the Ukraine crisis is going to drive has driven up the cost of a barrel of gas. I fully recognize that. I also also fully recognize that Ukraine was not invaded under Trump's watch and that the last two times Russia has been on the offense against Ukraine was when Biden was either vice president or president of the United States. That's, again, an undeniable fact. So, now, there's another culprit here that never gets blamed for anything by the folks in government or the media, and that is the actual people in government. So this is a website here, energy.ca.gov. This is California, right? This is California cost of of gasoline here. Bear with me here, just looking quickly at the time. I got to take a break here. So this was as of February 28th. That's it looks like the most recent date that this has been updated. So if you there's there's actually a chart that says the average price of gasoline in California on February 28th was $4.67. $4.67. Uh, 
and they have branded and unbranded fuel. So let's just for kicks and giggles here. Let's let's just pick the unbranded fuel. And if if you look at this crude oil for a gallon of gas, crude oil it accounts for basically half of it, two dollars and thirty three cents. Refinery costs and profit for the refinery is a dollar and twelve cents. Um, state underground storage tank fee, that's a government fee, two cents. State and local tax, ten cents. State excise tax, fifty one point one cents. So state taxes, and again, this is just California, 61, 63 cents, 63.1 cents. Then on top of that, 18.4 cents federal excise tax. So between the state and the federal taxes, I'm going to estimate here about 80 cents, 80 cents to the gallon. Now, there's a line item on here for it's, – it's got profit mixed in, so this is deceiving <laughs> – Right, I said what I say about eighty cents for governments, federal and state governments, in in California. That's how much they make or bring in or whatever for the uh, off of a gallon of gasoline. Now distribution costs. This is cost of the, um, you know the, the the oil company marketing costs and profits. So all those things rolled in together for unbranded gasoline in the state of California, forty cents. Forty cents. So the the business still has to pay the distribution costs, which is nothing, no small f- uh, amount, especially given the price of fuel. <laughs> right? It's a it's a cyclical thing, and then of course marketing costs are in there as well. I it's I seem to believe that the net net profit is somewhere. Um, I don't know. It's it's under ten cents. It's, it's six eight cents or something like that. I believe it was six six point seven. Since back in two thousand, early two thousand, like eleven, thirteen, around that era. But look, the, who's again? Who's driving this up more, right? And again, I'm not saying that the oil companies are perfect and blameless, and that we should just trust them wholeheartedly either. I'm saying that the folks who trust government at the cost of everything else end up overlooking a multitude of sins here. Multitude of cents, eighty cents to forty cents. That's that's the uh, portion that the government versus the actual oil, oil company makes. And again, that's deceiving because because that's not taking out costs for the oil companies. I got to take a break for marketing and for distributing the the fuel. So, quick time out, my friends. Take a quick time out. Come back here and gee whiz, about time to wrap up for the week. Sit tight. Back here in just a minute. <laughs> Looking at something here showing Oz uh, during the break. So I mentioned earlier that there's other things I we'll, we'll, we can't I can't start another issue today. I just I want to kind of give you an update. Um, for those of you that have listened to this program for a while, you know that uh, we're in the process of kind of getting geared up to begin um, the process of trying to get this program, get our radio and television program. Yes, we have a TV show. I know it's crazy because I have a face for radio, but we have a television show and a TV show, and we're working to get these syndicated. This is something um, 
that we do believe that um, I don't want to make this too preachy on you, but I, I do believe, and there's a heck of a long story to this I won't get into now, but this is what God has called us to do um, is to help people hear and receive truth. Not that we've got it all figured out, but those things that we do know that are true, um, we're looking at a world here that's that's starving for truth. I think that that's, that's undeniable for anybody who pays any attention whatsoever. We have a, a world that is confused and lost, and we need to help them. We have to help. We need to help. We need to. I mean, it's as simple as that, you know. And so, we're trying to reach more people. So anyway, we we sold our house and are going to be embarking upon what we call the truth tour. Now, we're already on the road, but there's some things that we have to get in place before we really start hitting this uh, completely. And the things that we're working on are moving in the right direction by the grace of God. I'm happy. Um, with with things and and how they're they're going, sometimes get sometimes not fast enough for me. Sometimes sometimes stressful and all that stuff. But that's not the point. The point is is that we're out here. We're in Carlsbad, New Mexico, and we went to Carlsbad National Park today. And I got to tell you, this Carlsbad caverns are, I I can't articulate just how stunningly beautiful and fascinating this place is. Um, it is a enormous cave, cavern, whatever you want to call this thing. And it, it, when you get down to the bottom, which is super far down, it's a long, long walk, long, steep walk. We walked in and out of this thing, um, but it's just beautiful. It looks, it looks otherworldly. It looks almost like a set from Star Wars or, um, Whatever the world of uh, Avatar, I always forget the name of Pandora. There we go. Thanks, us. It it kind of has that that feel, and so anyway, that's where we've we've been. We're we're broadcasting from here. We'll be heading a little bit further west, and then coming back uh, to Indianapolis here uh, in the next month or so, and then heading back out. Hopefully, um, with more uh, to the point where we can maybe start approaching stations. But I. I know that we've shared some of these things with you in the past. I just wanted to give you kind of an update and um, to share with you. Just it's I I actually love the state of New Mexico. We've been here twice now, and um, it's actually one of my favorites. If I'm being honest, so quick time quick time out, my friends. Got to come back and wrap up for the week. Take care, or sit tight. Back here in just a minute. Folks, about all the time that we have today, but I will say in closing, I saw that the state of Florida now, state of Florida is has passed um, legislation that's going to be going to DeSantis's desk, um, where abortions are going to be banned after 15 weeks. Um, this, by the way, I think is the right thing to do. I've gone through the pro-life thing before, and we can do that again, but I just wanted to update you on that. There's a real movement in the right direction for pro-life issues. And I've got to go, folks. Have a great weekend. SDGC Monday. Take care.